Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you got Daryl rolling a solo tonight. And it's, you know, you know, last week we we actually did not talk about the Parkland shooting in Parkland, Florida, and uh, I don't know whether it was by choice or whether it was just by um, the way I feel and the way I felt about someone going into a school and and shooting. Uh, I worked at a high school. I worked at a junior high school before, and I was actually a social worker. You know, the guy that goes to that kid's house and talks to him and and, and report back to the Department of um, Health and Human Services in the state of Florida at that time. It was called uh, HRS, Health and Human Services. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but the thought that someone can go into school and take someone else's life, the thought that anyone could take someone else's life anywhere is a horrific thought. The thought that any parent has to get the news that their child is never going to come home again is a horrific thought. So I guess we didn't talk about it last week because it was such a, it, it hit home and it hit home hard, you know, hard. You know, I have a lot of friends that work in high schools still. Um, I One of my roommates from college and one of my best friends is a, um, is a, um, is a school security officer and not a police officer. He's a school security officer at a high school in um, in South Florida. So it's really it, it really hits home because that could have happened while I was in school. Um, it could have happened while one of my friends or and I have friends that coach at different levels of school, middle school, high school uh, in the state of Florida. So it's it really hit home and it hit home hard. And to actually think that when we see just kids walking to school, going to school, and those kids may not come home because someone had it upon themselves to take something so serious as a rifle to school and take someone's life. And I guess it's just really, really, really hard for a lot of us to, to, to understand. However... The um, Parkland High School team won the state championship in hockey over the weekend. And that has to bring a little bit of light on this to, today because this happened on Sunday, yesterday. And um, that has to bring a little bit of um, joy to this school, especially after all that they've gone through. And, uh, and so much that those students and the faculty has gone through. So I just hope that them winning that state championship brought a little bit of joy to the to the um, to the families of um, of um, uh, to the families and the faculty at that school. And all right, now we've talked a little bit about that. And before we leave this subject, um, our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the families and the faculty 
of, of Parkland, Florida, because this is just not a school issue. This is a community issue. And uh, and our prayers go out to the to the to the school district of um of Broward County. Um, I know this is, this affects a lot of people, and um, whether we know it or not, it, it affected people all over the, all over the America. And I'm sure some kids in foreign countries have to be fearful that uh, that this could happen to them. But um, you know, it's a lot going on in the world of sports. Um, you know, after we can talk about a, a gun shooting, um, Jonathan Martin. Um, and a lot of us remember Jonathan Martin because um, Jonathan Martin is the guy that actually had a breakdown when he was with the uh, Miami Dolphins. And while he was with the Miami Dolphins, Jonathan Martin said he got bullied by another offensive lineman. And that offensive lineman was called was um, uh, Richie Incognito. Richie Incognito was eventually suspended from the league for a while. He came back and eventually he's become a starter for the Buffalo Bills. But Jonathan Martin recently um, made a made a post on Instagram of a weapon and some bullets. And um, and this, you know, and this is right after the situation in Parkland, Florida, which caused uh, a school to be shut down in, in South um, in uh, where he was um and it actually caused him to, um, you know, be taken in and be evaluated. So this is, you know, people are really taking, uh, authorities are really taking these gun situations um, very serious. And this just happened. Um, um, he, and he was found last Friday. He had a gun. He had a gun in his car. You know, and I think this is just this, this is so serious. But. We had to think about Jonathan Martin when he, Jonathan Martin being a 300-plus-pound offensive lineman, was saying that he was being bullied to the point where the whole offensive line made him buy them tickets to Las Vegas or buy, buy them very expensive gifts. He, they were spending his money more than he was spending his money. So, you know, Jonathan may have been going through something back then, and I guess that's what we're talking about now a lot in our society is that we never know when people are going through things. And I think we really have to take a second look and sometime a third look because we really just don't know when people are going through things. And I think I think Jonathan Martin actually was going through something back then. When he when he claimed to be being bullied by his teammates and actually being bullied by um, um, the athletic trainers were in involved in it, people lost their job behind that. So I think we should have taken a closer look at what was going on with Jonathan Martin at that time. But you know now now we see. There's no doubt that we will always take a second look at Jonathan Martin in the society that we live in. And um, because guns are so serious now, they've always been a serious topic, but they're very serious now. And it's something that we're going to be talking about for a long time. You know, um, I, I like to think of myself as a very open person. And I, when I say open, I mean, I, I'm, I try not to be judgmental at all. 
Uh, I try to keep an open mind about everything and everybody. I try to look at things from both sides. Every time I try and get in, any time I'm involved in a conflict of any sort, even with myself, I try and look at it from both sides and come to a, come to an understanding or a happy medium is what I like to think of. Well, um, a transgender boy won the state championship in Texas for wrestling over the weekend. Mac. Biggs won the state championship for the second year in a row. He's won the state championship. Now, I guess what I'm, uh, what I have trouble um, coming to an understanding about, or I have trouble um, understanding, is that Mac is transitioning to be a woman, and Mac is a man a boy, a male. Now, if he is transitioning to be a woman, but he's not, you know, I guess he's not quite there yet, and I'm not fully understanding this, but I read the story last year where he won state championship and he was transitioning. Um, and, I'm, and I'm sure this is a lengthy process. I'm not, I don't know how, how it works. However, Mac is actually 18 years old too, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of it's kind of confusing, you know. Is he is is Mac a man, or is he a boy, or is he a woman? Now, in some sports, you have to participate in the sex that you were born. If you were born a man, you have to participate as a a male. Yeah, if you were born a female, you have to participate as a female. Now, for some reason or another, I really think that um, I, I really think that this is this is un. I think this is unfair for 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 Matt to be the class six eight girls, a hundred and ten pound state wrestling champion in Texas. I just I, I I don't think he should be that. He's an 18 year old senior. Um, hey, but I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I I just follow the rules. And if Texas has the rules like that, I, I wow, this is this is this is something wrong with this. It really is. And I guess when I look at a picture of of Mac, he looks like a 110 pound boy. And when they raise his arm up, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if and, and I, don't, I guess and I'm not I'm not being judgmental. I'm trying not to be judgmental. But if Mac was transitioning to be a woman to me, he would have cut the hair from under his arms. That's just a thing that women do. You know, if you want to be that's one if, to me, if, if you if you were going to if you wanted to be a woman, the first thing you would do would be to cut the hair from under your arm if you're transitioning of you. And I guess transitioning means you want to be a woman or you want to be uh, um, a woman. Hey, we got Van on the line. Van, what's going on? Hey, Daryl. How you doing? Hey, loving life, Van. Loving this hey, life like that. Hey, talk about the hair under the armpits. You forgot about all the uh, Russian women uh, Olympic athletes <laughs> from years ago. Uh, well, 
you know, Van, I guess I guess I guess my point my point would be that if if Mac was wanting to be a woman, one of you know, my dad used to always say, when something goes wrong, check the easy things first. You know what I mean? And oh, I yeah. guess if he if he wants to be a woman, the easy things would be, you know, I guess would shave your armpits, you know, and I, and yeah, I'm not, and, yeah. and I'm not judging women by no means because, you know, some women don't, don't shave, shave, and it's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's really nothing wrong with that. I have no problem with that. You know, well, you, some, know, you say the same thing about waxing your legs, but the thing is men do that now. You know, and they shave their armpits too. Look great and all that. Yeah. And, and men shave their armpits too, you know? Yeah. Hey, hey, that's enough about shaving and men and that. You know, hey, 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 what's going on, Van? What you think about oh, Blake Bortles getting this big uh, contract? Last Tuesday, I was at a investment seminar uh-huh. in St. Augustine, and I really didn't go for the investment se- seminar, but I had a guest speaker there, too, and it was Daryl Green, the old Redskin. You remember Daryl Green, the uh, defensive back Hall of Famer? He ran a four. He ran like a four-four or four-three yeah, when he was in his forties. Player in the league. He was the fastest player in the league for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and a great uh, of his career. And one of them was this run that uh, Tony Dorsett made against the Redskins. I guess he started out on his ten-yard line, and uh, it looked like he was going to go all the way. And out of nowhere, Daryl Green tackled him. And uh, it was on Monday Night Football, and there's a big deal made about it. But uh, now, what I wanted to say was, uh, he's a real nice guy. He's like talking to you, and uh, he's 58. And I said to him, "You look like you could still play." And uh, but he's he's not a minister. I guess he's kind of like an evangelist. You know, you know how certain athletes go around and spread the message. Mm-hmm. But yes. he, he's really good. I was really impressed, and I just want to tell you that I met him. And my other question was, in your career in the NFL, do you recall ever playing against him? I never played against um, Daryl Green. Um, but I, 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 and I've never met Daryl Green either. I was a big fan of, of Daryl Green's um, from a yeah. distance. I, I really was. And I'll never forget that punt return. I think it was in the, not, I don't know if it was in the playoffs. In the playoffs. But yeah, he, against he, the Bears, they showed that too. Yeah, how he pulled a muscle in his in his in his cartilage, his ribs or something like that, yeah. and he yeah, and still he scored a touchdown. As he's uh, running into the end zone. Yeah, yeah I, I remember fantastic. that. Yeah, well, and, and back I then here, I lived in the Washington D.C. area from 1970 to '84, so I was living there when the, you know Joe Gibbs had come and the, you know and the Redskins were really hot, and of course one of the hottest players was Daryl Green. And uh, it seemed to me, though, that later in his career, as good as he was, the guy who he seemed to really have trouble covering was Michael Irvin. Well, you know, my, by the time Michael Irvin got to the NFL, Daryl Green was, was uh, you know, he was playing at a high level, but he still was, he had age yeah. on his side, you know what I mean? And Michael Irvin was a big physical He's a big receiver. big guy, yeah. You know, Michael Irvin, you're talking about a guy that's six three and over two hundred pounds. And Daryl Green on a good day, he, he he wasn't six feet, you know? Yeah, I think he was five ten, uh one eighty is what it something like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know what else? I didn't realize this. He had really long arms. He's up there talking. You know how some athletes have really long arms? So the fact that he wasn't tall, I guess the fact that he had long arms and he was fast made up for 
you know, not being tall. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and when Daryl Green was 5'9", 184, you know, that that's not very big and um no. compared to a Michael Irvin. And and Daryl Green is is um is 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 58 years old now and Michael Irvin is is barely around 50 51 years old. So, you know, yeah. Daryl Green had a lot of age on on Michael Irvin, but like well, I said, was, Mike uh, Mike changed the game years. too. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, yeah, and he played for like twenty years in the, in, in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? From nineteen eighty three, yeah, to um, well, to two thousand and two, but to yeah. play that position. But one thing he uh, one thing he uh, he said I found uh, uh, very good was that uh, he was preaching how everybody's accountable for themselves, and he compared it to the position that he played. He said, I played cornerback, sometimes left side, right side, but I was always out there by myself. And I had 10 other players that I depended on them, they depended on me. I knew what my job was, I did my job. And uh, he says, it's the same thing in life, everybody's accountable. You know, you have your responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. You know, do your job. Yeah. And that's so true, Van. You know, and that's one of the reasons athletes make very good employees because these guys are really, they'll do their job and they'll do it with teamwork. You know what I mean? And they know how to work together with other people. Some people go to work and they don't, they can't find it. They can't find it in them to find joy with their coworkers. But you'll find an athlete, he'll find joy and the worst person on the job, and he'll still find a way to make him happy and, and get along because yeah. you got to get along, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we really do. So. Well, that's about all I had. Oh, I saw in the news uh, this morning, Blake Bortles signed a three-year contract. I don't know if you saw that. I, I, I saw that, but um, from what I understand, it saves the Jaguars $10 million. He's only going to be be a $10 million hit on their salary cap right. instead of a $19 million hit on the salary cap. So I still don't think Blake Bortles is out of the water. I think this might be a, a little bit of little bit of boost of confidence for him, but I still don't think he's he's quite out of the water yet as far as um, them bringing in somebody else. I really think it's a possibility. Uh, I think the problem, though, is if you bring in somebody else, okay, say they brought in uh, – the quarterback from Washington, what's his name? Uh, Kirk Cousins. I can't remember his name. Kirk well, say Cousins. you brought him in for Cousins. Say you brought him yeah. in for a couple of years and the team doesn't do anything, and you let him go and you go, well, we should have just stuck with Bortles. You know what I mean? And then you're starting all over again. But uh, it's, uh, the thing I like about Bortles is how well he played in December and in the playoffs. You know, that's when these guys earn their money. And... Um, I mean, that fact alone is enough for me to pay him the money and keep him. I'd, I'd have to agree with you. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. And I, I'd, I'd have to say if Blake Borders continues to get better, the Jaguars are going to be all right. And, you know, I hate to see it when the Jaguars get rid of guys and you look up and they're starting and playing well for right. other teams. And we've seen yeah. that happen so many times in Jacksonville. So yeah. it, it bugs the heck out of me when that happens. So I hope they hold on to him and I hope he continues to get better. And if Tom Coughlin is going to be a part of the organization, I saw where he just got a, a two-year extension or a three-year extension on his contract. 
Yeah, him and Caldwell. Yeah. The thing with Caldwell kind of surprised me, but I, I guess uh, it boils down to Coughlin's mentoring Caldwell. So at, at some point, Caldwell will become just like Coughlin when Coughlin goes. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing. You're better off keeping them. You know, it's not these guys are without talent. They just need coaching. I guess say Caldwell and Bortles are in the same situation. They just need to be coached up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, hey, Van, thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night on Sports Info UM radio show. Hey, I'll talk to you soon. Hey, appreciate it. Hey, Josh, okay, we um, hey, take care, Van. Josh, we got we got Paula on the line. Yeah, how are you? Hey, Paula, what's going on? I'm good, Daryl. How are you? Oh, loving life. Telling you, I'm just uh, man. I'm so happy that I love this life I got. How you doing? <laughs> I feel you, bro. I'm the same way too. I'm living life like I love it. <laughs> you better love it, man. You better love it. Hey, um, so. What's happening um, in the world of sports with you guys now and there? Now? Well, we, we had a pretty bad year in basketball, so trying to regroup and trying to do some things a little bit differently. Oh, okay. So um, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you saying? Al's going to be going to the college ranks next year? <laughs> that, that's funny, Dale. <laughs> that's funny. Hey. You know what? But I would like to, you know, after I retire, I would like to find somebody's college and, you know, just maybe even volunteer, sit on the bench for for a couple of years and just to see how it, you know, see how it works, see how good it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. I'd like to do that. You should, you should go for it. I know, I know you're coming up close on retirement pretty soon, you know, so you might as well. I'm, I'm in my third year dropping. I got two more years, so. Okay, um, but you know we're trying to trying to uh, fundraise and get some things going in Crescent City this year and um, get back to where we were. You know, we're in the playoffs every year. You know. All right. Uh, so, um, it, the, um, the, is it the the fundraising you think is going to help, or is it you know? Because sometimes in 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 towns we have a a, a rash of athletes that come through. And sometimes it only take a, a handful of good athletes to make a good program. And then there are some years where the athletes are just, they're just not there. And ain't nothing you could do. You know, you're waiting on some kid to transfer in to help your program. And um, that's, just, that's just how it's been. That's how it is sometimes in high school sports. Yes, you know, small rural towns like, you know, I'm from, you know, I'm from Hastings, you know, you know the uh, – how that was back in the day when we had, uh, you know, uh, well, we had a good run of a lot of athletes that came through there. But um, for the last couple of years, we've been, you know, kind of struggling a little bit when it came comes down to, you know, stacking athletes every year. You know, we have a good football season, a good good group of athletes, like you said, and uh, um, then it'll, it'll fall off and it'll fall short. And we've been fortunate to... Uh, to get some kids that transferred in from Palaka. And congratulations to Palaka and also to Matanzas. And although Matanzas, they didn't make the playoffs, but they had, had a good season. Palaka's enjoying a, a great season. Interlocking also had a great season. So you're right, it comes in spurts. And um, a lot of years, um, you know, you have kids there and then they'll fall off. And then, you know, you have to rebuild and you get your junior high program come in and, you know, you get some more kids. and 
and your program takes off again. Wow. Yeah, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Coach Al Carter. Some of y'all might think he's from the movie to Coach Carter. This is the real Coach Carter here. You know, <laughs> Crescent funny. City High School, Crescent City, Florida. Took a program from nothing to something and got more love and respect in that community than than the mayor. I'm telling you. Hey, Al, man, man I'm, I'm going to tell you, and, I'll, I'll, and this is from my heart. Thank you for being such a positive influence, positive role model, great instructor, teacher, coach, brother, friend for that whole community. And all of those hours that they owe you for air, they they can't never pay you for all the time that you put into that program. But I'm telling you, thank you, because I can't pay you. I can't pay you what they owe you, too, because it's too much. But I can't say thank you. You know, uh, you know hey, one time I, I appreciate it. You know, I had a conversation with a guy, and he was he was telling me, you know, they were having some kind of program where they wanted to acknowledge, you know, the coaches and this and that. And I told him straight up, I said, man, don't do me because I'm getting acknowledged just by being able to coach basketball, the game I really love to coach, and you know, just coaching in general. I coached football for for years, you know, and I coached tennis for a couple of years, and I, you know, I really just enjoy coaching and being around those kids and. Um, seeing them, you know, get better at you know as athletes and as students, and then going off to college, most of them, and um, just just doing that is a joy for me to to see that happen. So it is, uh, it, it really is. And uh, don't need I, any and, accolades, man. Don't need none <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's a sign of a good man. You understand what I'm saying? And and, and uh, you don't you don't want any accolades, you don't need them, but I think we all everybody in that community owes you a thank you and a bit of gratitude for all you've done for that community, man. And you've been a stand up person down there for a long, long time. And um and and, and Al, you know, we, we as coaches Sometimes we sit down and we calculate all the time that we put into the game. And then we look at the paycheck that they give us. And then we start calculating and we divide that up and we look at it again. And it says something like, man, (laughs) 0.007. So you mean I'm making like seven cents an hour here? No. You know, so we did. Let me tell you, this... uh, the thing is, is uh, sometimes you look at, I look at it, you know, in all the years, you know, because I've been there since, like, 1998, and both of my kids were in high school, and, you know, I, I had to sacrifice a lot to try to, you know, be on the road in the basketball season and not be around for, for some of the, the things that the kids had to do. And also with my wife, also making a big sacrifice for 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 the family also, I mean, um, it's it's uh it, to be a coach is, uh takes away a lot from family also, and a lot of people don't understand that. But my kids and my wife and my family all supported me. Everybody from Hastings, you know, I had guys coming in and you know um, coming to the games and stuff, and it, that was a, a a great feeling to have people you know from your community support you in your endeavor in trying to be a you know a first time coach at Crescent City High School. Right. You know, Al, I remember when you brought the um the current basketball coach at uh, FAU. You know who that is? 
Yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Mike Curry. Mike Curry, you might, NBA. He he was actually um, the president of the NBA um, Players Association at that time. You brought yeah. him to Little Crescent City, Florida, and uh, yeah. and trust me, I think it was. I know it was a big deal. My kids were there. They saw it, saw him, talked to him, went through his clinic, um, and enjoyed it. And it was a big deal for the entire community. So that's yeah, another man, thing. That's, that's uh. Uh, Mike Curry came down for about four years. Um, he uh, and my cousin, Joe White, that played basketball for Auburn with Charles Barkley in the 80s, um, uh, was, they were good friends, and they grew up in the same community in Augusta. And Mike came down, and I met Mike up in Augusta because I played basketball with them guys when I was younger. And um, they came down, and he put on camps and clinics for, for three or four years. We had, like, a... You know, uh, a, a big game, a big, you know, uh, college players against the uh, the local players here. And um, it was a big thing for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, Mike Kerr went on and, you know, he played it with the Pistons and he wound up being, the, you know, the head coach at, the, uh, at Detroit for one year. And now he's the head coach at Florida Atlantic University. So uh, we've, we've had some, Mike bought some, you know, Chucky Atkins with him a couple of times and, you know, had some guys in the NBA that came through. Um, and it was just a big deal. I mean, it was just the beginning of of uh, the program in Crescent City. It was a great thing from the very beginning, man. It was great. Yeah. I wish I could get them guys to come back through there again, but they're too busy now. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Al, thanks for coming on the show, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock on Sports Info UM. VoiceAmerica.com. Please right, come yeah, back. Thank you for having me, man. Hey, thanks. Thank you, Al. We appreciate it. Hey, guys, we'll be back after these messages with more sports information. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking pig pursuits. With few season restrictions, generous bag limits, and plenty of opportunities, hunters never tire of burning some bacon. Joining us is Fred Eichler of Predator Nation, Hal Schaefer from Greg Zipidelli's Drop Zone, and Jerry Courtney, VP of Marketing for Ranch Hand. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, you know, the NFL draft is coming up. And one of the most exciting players in college football for the last couple of years, they're telling him that, he shouldn't be a quarterback. Maybe he should try to go in the NFL and be a wide receiver. And I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is a quarterback in the NFL. I think someone should take a chance on him to be a quarterback in the NFL. And, hey, we got my man Damon on the line to talk about just that. Damon, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going, Dale? Man, loving this life I got. How you doing? I'm good, man. I was just thinking uh, on that topic you was just explaining about, Lamar Jackson is what uh, NFL has produced. Running quarterbacks, uh, pocket passers, but he'll be a good set for some, uh, certain teams. A lot of teams. I think I, that's what I think too. I really think he could be a, a definitely could be a specialty player because he could do a lot of things and he can run and he can throw the ball. He has a pretty good arm, and he's six three. You know, I don't I don't understand this. They talk this talk about you know um, some of these quarterbacks they're too short. Well, they can't say that about him, it, and they definitely can't say he doesn't have a strong arm. You know, and they definitely well, can't see, say he can't run the ball. What it is is like uh, the guys like Drew Brees. Um, let me see another guy that they said was too short, but. You can't tell somebody that's too short who has heard that all their life they can't play quarterback, but, you know, they still thrive. But this guy's 6'3", and uh, he still can uh, do what the prototypical quarterbacks can do, even better. Hey, you know, some people are saying he's the most electrifying player in this year's draft. Some people are saying the Steelers should definitely consider drafting Lamar Jackson. And then, and then there's a story out there, too, that um, he hasn't hired an agent yet and will be represented by his mother. Now, I don't know. I don't know if his mother is a lawyer. I don't even know how much she knows about uh, being a sports agent. But I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what, though? Like everybody else, she probably trying to make sure he get that guaranteed money. Well, I know you got a wicked contract, but you may have some guarantees in there. 
you know, and that way you don't get screwed over. But if she's not a lawyer, you need to get a representative. I, I think they should get some kind of lawyer as well. I don't mind his mom representing him, but she should she should represent him with a um, with an attorney, you know, and 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 pay an attorney maybe five or ten thousand dollars to look over the contracts. And you're right, you know these these rookie contracts now are already sketched, uh, set in stone, so it's not a whole lot of negotiation that they're going to be doing. So I don't I, that might not be a bad idea, especially if he's not going to be a first round pick or maybe even one of the top ten picks. So hey, he might even save some of that money. Uh, I've known guys that have represented themselves, and I've known guys that have that instead of getting an agent, they get a lawyer, and they pay a lawyer a certain just a fee. They don't pay a lawyer uh, a, a set amount. You know, um, I don't know how it is now, but it used to be a time if you paid a lawyer, if you paid an agent, say five percent, he got five percent of your signing bonus, and he got five percent of every paycheck you made. You understand what I'm saying? That's a lot of money. Yeah, so keep that money in your family. And I hope it works out but, for Lamar Jackson. I, I really do. I, I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in this year's draft. Uh, I, and we've never heard anything negative about this young man. But I, I can tell you this, though. Um, there's a lot of guys in that they uh, transform to wide receiver and they're not in the league. But if you're a quarterback and you believe that, you got to pursue that. Because uh, Terrell Pryor, for example, he ended up having to be a wide receiver in order to stay in the league. But if, if that's your if that's your goal to go to the league, okay, get in there as a wide receiver. But you, you, you make it make your steps known as a um, quarterback and then. But you can't. Ch- change somebody's dream. I, I I agree wholeheartedly. You remember that guy that that the Steelers had some years back? They called him Slash. Yeah. Yeah. He he ended up marrying the girl Portia from um from um Housewives of Atlanta. Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart. Yeah. Slash. You know, and and yeah. I guess maybe that's why we hear this story now about the Steelers should definitely consider drafting. Um, Lamar Jackson, because he could be the next Slash now, really. I, I, I could see that. And, and, and I, honestly, honestly, I could see Lamar Miller starting in the NFL. And it may take him three years on somebody's bench. It may take him three years of being somebody's Slash, where he's a wide receiver, running back, quarterback, ex-back, ex everything. It may take two or three years of him doing that, but I could see this young man being a starter in the NFL. But you, if you look at it, that's the way the NFL is going. Uh, even with Deshaun uh, Watson, look at what he's done before he got hurt. Yeah. He's a quarterback, but he also runs. I mean, I, I go back to Randall Cunningham. He did the same thing. Michael Vick, they did the same thing. So, why change it if, if, if it's trending right now? And, you know, um, Damon, I think that's a very good comparison. When you look at this young man, Lamar Jackson, and compare him to a uh, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham may have been a little bit taller, but 
think this young man could be as good or better than Randall Cunningham. I think he has he has the the skill set to be as good or better than Randall Cunningham. Hey, if you look at it, he he, uh, he worked on his mechanics like from the previous season to be a pocket passer. But if nothing nothing's there, he got it on his legs. He has the team. You're right, and you know when we look back at the at the at the Heisman Trophy winners. Um, um, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy, trophy as a quarterback. Um, Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy as a quarterback. He's been a flop. And I think Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Manziel. He got a serious shot at the NFL, in the NFL. Uh, Marcus Mariota, who's been a very productive quarterback in the NFL. Robert Griffin has not shown us he he's he was out of the league last year didn't play in the league last year looking for a job this year but then there's Cam Newton who's been to the Super Bowl who's a perennial pro bowler in the NFL and he stands alone as a quarterback in the NFL he he has a he's a skill set all by himself but then there's Tim Tebow who's out of the league who really didn't have the skill set for the NFL. He was not nearly as fast. His arm wasn't as good nor as strong as um, Lamar Jackson. So when I look at that, out of those quarterbacks, and it's, and it's five of them, we only have two of them in the league right now, um, Cam Newton and Marcus Mariota. Johnny Manziel, Robert Griffin, and Tim Tebow are out of the league. I really think that Lamar Miller has the skill set to make it in this league, man, and be as definitely, I think he could be as good as Mariota. Might take him a little longer, but I think he could be as good as Mariota. And and we have to think about this, too. When you go to pros, when you're in college, you practice for about two hours and you look at film for about an hour or two hours every day that you go to practice. In the pros, we're there eight to 10, 12 hours a day, every day. It's like you go to your job nine to five. They go to their job, say from six to six, or from six a.m. to eight p.m. And that's how long a quarterback is at the office. A lot of other guys just may be there eight hours, but a quarterback, he's there ten, twelve, sometimes fourteen hours a day. Tom Brady, those are kind of hours he put in every week, Damon. So, hey man, I think Lamar got a shot. And you look at like this too. All those guys had the same. Mind frame, they're running, they're going to pocket pass first, and then they run. So that right there, he has a chance to uh, thrive in the NFL, I think. But, you know, um, I, I think you're right. I, I I really think you're right, and I you know and uh, and and you know th- this is this is going to be another thing that you're going to hear about Lamar Jackson. His Wanderlick score. Now that's gonna come up in the next couple weeks, next days. Close we get to the draft, they're gonna start talking about his Wanderlick score. And the Wanderlick is this test that the NFL gives gives its players, and and they always make a big deal about that with quarterbacks. We never really heard about how Tim Tebow did on his Wanderlick, but um, hey, it's gonna be interesting to see what really goes on this year with this young quarterback. Who has won the Heisman Trophy? 
that he has under his belt too. That right there alone should get you in the NFL camp at whatever position you won that Heisman Trophy in. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hey, Damon, thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's always good. Hey, and thank you, Damon. And um, we got Vince on the line. Vince, hey, what's hey, going on? Vince, what's happening? Hey. Yeah. Vince, what's going on in Fort Lauderdale? Oh, Scott, I'm sorry. What's happening in Fort Lauderdale, Vince? You supposed to look well, Bob, how you doing? Man, I'm loving this life I'm, I'm living, hey, man. Hold on, let me get you. I'm going to my old girls there on the sidewalk. Uh, 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 and, we, and we was over here just discussing. I'm over here beating them in some spades and some dominoes. And they called me Big Sexy, Big Barbecue Man. And I just wanted to let you know I had to call the show to keep the rain going for the very good job you're doing. I appreciate it. I just give my whole team a shout out. Thank hey. you. Hey, hey there. How you doing? I'm doing real good. How you doing? What's your name again? What happened? What's your name again? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing very, very good. Doing very good. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing real good. How you doing? How things I'm down there fall out of there for? We're doing just lovely. Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Are the Miami Dolphins gonna have anything this year? Is the Miami Dolphins gonna have anything? Yes, ma'am. I. I am not a dog fan. Oh oh oh! I feel you. You're not a dog fan. Yeah. So how about yeah, no, the I'm, I'm not a dog fan. I'm a Tennessee Titan girl. Oh yeah, we was just talking about the Tennessee Titans quarterback, uh, Marcus Mariota, just a second ago. Absolutely, yep. I, I love the Tennessee Titans. That's me. All right, I think the Tennessee Titans have an opportunity to do some things this year. And uh, how about the Miami Heat? You're, are you feeling the Miami oh, Heat? Oh, okay, I can feel. Hey, I'm down with the Heat, man. I'm down with the Heat. All right, what you think about the Wayne Wade coming back to Wade County? Oh, he's coming back to Dade County. Oh, I feel good about Dwayne. I feel good about Dwayne Wade coming back to Dade County. Absolutely. There you go. Now, now, do you think y'all have a shot at the NBA playoffs this year? Uh, do I think? No. Do I know that we got a shot at it? Oh yeah, I know that we got a shot at that NBA. Oh, definitely. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't nothing better than confidence. And right now, if right now, if the season ended today, the Miami Heat would make it to the NBA playoffs. They'd be playing the Toronto. Um, they'd be playing Toronto, but Miami would be in the playoffs. Okay. Well, Miami Heat is going to be in the playoffs. You can put that down. The Heat are going to be in the playoffs. I, I I feel you. I really do feel you. Hey, and um, you tell Vince, and I'm telling you, thank you for calling Sports Info Your Radio Show. Don't be a stranger. We hear every Monday night on the Sports Info on VoiceAmerica.com. Thank you. Hey, and that was Vince giving us a shout out from uh, from Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? Good, man. What's happening? 
Man, that Vince, man, we love that guy, but hey, we, oh, wow. he He's all over the place sometimes. You ever heard that term before? Yeah, yeah. He's all over the place. And, and yeah, no, Miami ain't going no damn playoffs. Man, if the, if the season ended today, Miami would make the playoffs. The Miami Heat would make the playoffs today if the season ended today. And behind them, the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Pistons, Charlotte, and New York Knicks. I think out of those four teams, Miami Heat, Detroit, Charlotte, and New York, the Heat is a better team. And they deserve to make that eighth spot in the playoffs. Now, they might get whooped in four games by Toronto. Mm-hmm, but, you think? Hey, hey. And, and, and when we look at it, um, um, Philadelphia is only one game ahead of them. Yeah. So, hey. Yeah. You know, this, this, this NBA thing is, is kind of crazy because – you look at the Heat. They're in the eighth seed in the East. Well, the, the ninth seed in the West and the tenth seed in the West have just as many wins as the eighth seed in the East. Yeah, it's been I know. For a yeah, lot of I know. Time. I, I look at that all the time. That's why they did the All Star game the way they did it. All the All Stars is on the West side. So it would have been unbalanced if they did it the regular format. So they let them pick teams and stuff like that. But I liked it. I liked it, too. I liked the way they did that. I really enjoyed the way they did that. If the West was in the West, I mean, they would have smashed the East. It would have just been LeBron and a bunch of guys. But, you know, they would have loaded on the West if they did it the regular way. But look here, man. To change the topic. Hey, Red. I'm no Tim Tebow apologist, but why the knock on Tim Tebow? Because he was never a good quarterback in the NFL. I think he was overrated. A lot give of people one, gave him a lot of me, hype for, give me, for give, me, give me one place he landed where he got an absolute fair shake. I think he got a fair shake that, at that, that was a rhetorical question because you can't do it. He didn't get he, no fair shake at the Jets, and he didn't get no fair shake at, at, at Denver. And as far as his arm strength concerned that you was talking about, I'll refer you to all the Pittsburgh Steelers DBs and tell them that he don't have no arm. You mean that 12-yard pass he threw and a guy broke through the middle and going for a touchdown? Hey, hey, I'll say this, Red. I'll say this. I'll say this. Mm -hmm. If Tim Tebow had not won the Heisman Trophy, he would have never even gotten a shot at the Jets. He probably wouldn't even been drafted in the the NFL. If he had not won the Heisman Trophy, if he, he had not been the best quarterback, but that dude was a football drafted. player, man. He would not have been drafted to be a quarterback in the NFL if he had not won the Heisman Trophy. Let's just be clear well, about Well, why that. did he win the Heisman Trophy? Because he played for uh, – he played college oh, football. he won a bunch of games, promoted. man. He put that team on, they, on his back a bunch best. of times, uh, Daryl. Come on now. The reason he that won dude, the Heisman Trophy dude, because he was the best – and, and, and as far as his passing goes, he threw more touchdowns than anybody. And ran for more than anybody. Best, he was the best football player in college football. All right, then. So that's why he won the Heisman. That's why he won the Heisman. Does that mean that he was the best quarterback in the quarterback No, he was best football player. That's the Heisman goes the best football player. Right, 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 right. And, you know, we also talked about Cordell Stewart. You know how many things yeah. he could do in football, right? Tim Tebow just could not do 
that many things. Them he was, people he didn't get a chance to do any of that, man. They were swapping them out back and forth. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I misspeak or if I say something false, you can stop me. He, he was not a good quarterback. He got swapped in and out at the Jets, right? He was not good. Dude, they never gave him a chance. Rich Ryan never gave that man a chance. He put Mark Sanchez in there. Now, let's, let's, do we need to go down that road? Because he, he was a Mark better quarterback. He was better suited for the job than Tim Tebow. That lets you know how Look, bad he was. Out. Check this out. He went to Denver, and he played well, bro, at Denver. That team was rallying around Tim Tebow. And I get the, I, I get it. If, I don't care who you are. If you got a chance to get Peyton Manning, you get Peyton Manning. But if Peyton Manning didn't come there, bro, that team would have rallied around Tim Tebow, man. I don't think so. We, but we, if that's we'll never know if any of that come to fruition because, <laughs> hey, like I said, he didn't get no fast shake. That man didn't I, get no fast shake nowhere he went, man. Nowhere. I don't, hey, he did because he didn't. Honestly, really. He didn't get a fair shake because he didn't deserve it. He was not that good. Oh, my good. God. If he was, he was good enough, winner. if Tim Tebow was good enough. He was a trophy winner. That deserved a shot. That deserved something. That he a, did get a, a shot. He got a couple of shots. He got a couple of shots. And, you and know, you know. Three, two, three games, bro. And never mind. Never mind. Man, you, it's you, some stories that you, Tim Tebow is not that man. smart, man. man. Playing time and stuff like that. Come on now. Mark Sanchez? Mark Sanchez. Sanchez still in the league because he's – and this is this is how you know Tim Tebow wasn't a good quarterback, right? This is how you know. This is how you know Tim well, Tebow was not a quarterback. Listen to me now. I'm just listen to If Tim Tebow was a good quarterback, he'd be on somebody's sideline still just holding a clipboard. He can't even be a third-string quarterback, man. He's not good enough. Okay. Well, I mean, it's no, it's it's neither here nor there now. I mean, he ain't coming back now and play the league. I mean, this I think is just Paul Jackson has a shot at being a decent like quarterback. I said, I'm no Tim Tebow apologist, man, but I just don't feel like he ever got no fair shake, bro. Ever. I hope Lamar Jackson get. I hope Lamar Jackson get the see, same and, and, and listen, fair shake, same bad fair shake that you think Tim Tebow got. I hope Lamar Jackson get that shot. I if he gets he that again. shot, me too. Me too. He, absolutely. He, he, He'll, be, he'll, he'll probably end up being a starter in this league. And if Tim right, Tebow right, right. was good enough, he would have been a starter in this league. Right, and right, it, right. But you see how you so eloquently stepped right past what I was saying about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tim Tebow's arm strength or the lack thereof? Ask, the, ask Troy Palomalo. Tell Troy Palomalo that Tim Tebow don't have no arm strength. I think we need to go back and look at that pass again, man. I re- hey, look here. I refer you to the shortest overtime in NFL history. I think you need to look Google at that pass. Google, and you know, Google the shortest overtime in in NFL history, and you'll see Tim you, Tebow you know, and his Austria and Troy Polamalu and the rest of them DBs with the ball going over their damn head, man. Man, that ball didn't go over nobody's head, man. Now, he split two guys down the middle what? and threw that pass, man. Go right. back and look at that play, man. Okay, and I, okay. And I'm going to tell you this, though. If a quarterback throws a okay, pass. Okay, matter of fact, it was the, the play that took him to overtime that went over the head. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. And we split yeah, some guys that that overtime joint. Right. Hey, Rob, we gotta, hey, hey, man, we, we got to get out of here, man. But I love this conversation because – Yeah, we, 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 we can go all night, man. I mean, yeah, we can we go all night. Sports. Right. We ain't talking about dominoes and stuff. <laughs> 
man, space. Don't forget. Yeah, hey, man, space. we got to get out of here, man. It's almost 9 o'clock. I think we got to get out of here. Hey, take care, but don't be a stranger. Give us a call. We here every Monday Thanks night. Thanks for having space. me, man. We're going to pick this shit up next week. We will, and I can't wait. I'm ready for it. Okay, Give us yeah. a call. All right, we love you much. Hey, love you, buddy. Peace. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to Sports Info UM on TheVoiceAmerica.com. We'll be back next week with more sports information. And Tim Tebow really wasn't that good of a quarterback. He really wasn't that good of a quarterback. And if Lamar Jackson get half the shot Tim Tebow got, he going to be a starter in this league. We'll be back next week with more sports information on TheVoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.